Okay. Um. Hello, boys, girls, and NBs. We're here, and we are wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Viral Viper, aka Viper Freeze, with my co-host. Oh, what did you name my name? And we're here to talk about wrestling, which is like our favorite sport in the whole entire world. And we want to bring you a podcast that you can listen to and you can enjoy. And we want you guys to know this is totally awesome and cool. Yay! Pause. Wait, was the last part? <laughs> so, Renegade, what... What, what, what do you want to talk about on this show? Let's talk about the best part of wrestling week. Let's talk about Raw. You want to talk about Raw? Okay, let's talk about Raw. Monday Night Raw opened with a battle royal because Randy Orton wasn't there. So they had to have a battle royal and to choose who's going to replace Randy Orton in the main event. And the winner of that main event gets to go to Money in the Bank. So we had to have a battle royal. Yay! Yay. So before the battle royal started, Matt Riddle came up and he said, bro, I want to be in the battle royal. So Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville said, okay, bro, you can be in it. So Matt Riddle was in it, and he said he's going to win it for Randy Orton. So then he got in the match, and once he got in the match, he won the match. So now he's in the triple threat major in main event. Yeah. You really need to have more lines, seriously. Like, I need input. I need some, I'm creating input into this. Please. I mean, like, the whole, like, it was okay, but the whole, him turning into Randy thing, like, I'm not sure about, you know? And that, like, did we even find out why Randy was there to begin with? No one knows. Like, literally no one knows why Randy wasn't there to this week. But, like, it's totally fine. Like, no one really cares, but, like, it, it was totally not there. And by the way, if anybody has, like, made it past those first couple of minutes of me just being, like, a total dry, weird dickhead, yeah, no. We're not doing a whole pod like that. The pod is normal. (laughs) Don't don't fucking sit there and say, oh, my God, I can't believe they went so soy. No, we didn't go soy, bitch. We're still the same beef-eating motherfuckers. We're non-vegan, goddammit. We're going to keep being non-vegan until the doctors say you have to be vegan or else you're going to die. Or maybe we're just going to say fuck it and just die. We don't give a fuck. We're going to keep going. I'm with the second one. <laughs> okay, see, this is the psycho shit that I'm talking about. You can't just be wanting to die. You got to you gotta live. You got to live. <laughs> you got to live, goddamn. Like, you, just can't, you just can't come over here and say, fuck it, I just want to die. Like the last time I heard somebody say they wanted to die, I wasn't in a good place either. So don't don't just do that. Okay? Yeah. Fucking let's get let's get back to normal. Jesus Christ. Hilarious part, if you didn't change it up, I was gonna go through the whole podcast. Yay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is what is wrong with you? Like 
<laughs> but yeah, that's my so, input for that shit. Like, I kind of wish he didn't win. Like, Jeff Hardy was in it. Jeff Hardy would have been a good one. You know? Dude, I'm not even going to lie. Okay, anybody but Riddle. But it seemed like the story was geared up for Riddle. And the way that this is going, like, if you're not paying attention and you're looking, it's gearing Riddle up to be so, like, so much that he looks like he's going to win money in the bank, which you know what that means in WWE land? He's not winning money in the bank. That's exactly what the fuck that means. And it's just, like, so psychotic because it's like, if this was anywhere else, you gearing up this person, that person would literally win. This is WWE said. I don't want the fans to be knowing anything. We're gonna screw them. That's just the dumbest shit in the world. It's just like they just fucking just, they just go in there and just be like, all right, fuck it, we're just gonna do something. And like, I just like I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. When Money in the Bank happens and he wins, I'll take it back. I'll literally come on this podcast and be like, all right, WWE got it right. If if it doesn't happen, I'll just be like, see, see, I fucking told you that these guys don't fucking do it. They only do it just for fucking Joe. Like, it doesn't, like, the fucking, the good narrative, the good narrative of his story, he wins money in the bank, him and Randy are still cool as a tag team, he wins the fucking, he wins the fucking world title, Randy turns on him, they have a big feud for the title, boom, that would work. Yeah. Here's, here's, no, here's my problem with that. Okay. I'm sorry, but, like, Randy should not be in there, and, like, I know Vince is, like, Oh, I only trust the people that been around for years. Just, listen, this old man's brain needs to fucking stop. And like, when I mean stop, you you take it however you want to take it. It needs to stop because he needs to have younger, fresher talent. Like, yeah, I understand this Riddle and Randy thing is a story and it's going to go into some big point where it's like, boom, they fight. Yeah, I understand that. But like, it's Randy. It's Randy. I have nothing against Randy as a fucking wrestler. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I have no problem with it. But Randy Orton has been there a million and fifty times. And like just putting him up against Randy had the fucking like Randy beat fucking Drew McIntyre. He beat Drew McIntyre for no reason. Like there's no reason to keep sticking Randy in this. Like I know he's good. But stop sticking him in world title matches. It's fucking boring. It's not because Randy is bad. Is it because you keep seeing the same thing over and over and over and over again? New guys, new guys, new guys, new guys. Built new guys, new fucking guys. New guys need to get shots. This is not the fucking. This is not the way. This is not the way. This is not it's a thing you said a couple podcasts ago. Copy pasta. You know that's. You know Randy's their like go to. It seems it's not right. <laughs> Dude, is everybody is his fucking go to because he only depends on the past. That yeah. is the fucking, like, this is what fucking bothers me. We live through the Vince McMahon eras. We live through every one of Vince McMahon eras. And we've watched him go from, okay, we're going to take a chance on a new guy. We're going to take a chance on a new guy. We're going to take a chance on a new guy. And it's like, okay, we're taking a chance on a new guy. But then he got into a way where he was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go back to what I know. I'm going to go back to what I know. And it's like, dude, like you can't grow that way. That's why it's so stagnant. And I see so many WWE fans jump ship and go, I'm with AEW. And you just hashtag it on your, your post and that, that's your thing. But like, I'm not gonna get into that. But like you just hashtag it because it's like it's boring and like it's the same old bullshit. I understand it and I agree. 
And it's like, like, he literally does not know how to win this fight. He doesn't know how to win this fight. And there probably wouldn't be a day where he just decides to quit. And then, I'm not going to say what's going to happen. But all right. Yeah. I won't be surprised he quits soon, too. But continue. So, yeah, so Riddle did win. But, like, in the Battle Royal, Omos came down. He beat up the Viking Raiders. And, like, other stuff happened in there, like, the progressed story. Now, what's funny to me is, like, the AEW Battle Royals. Every one of their Battle Royals, like, there's, like, stuff that happens in the Battle Royals that, like, connect the stuff in the storylines. This is like one. This is like one of the first times I've like actually seen WWE try the same thing, and it's like, oh, that's like that makes sense. The only other time that WWE actually has storyline shit in a battle royal is in the Royal Rumble. That's like literally like if you watch the Royal Rumble, you can literally see them talk about what's like one angle, two angles, three angles. It's like ten angles they do throughout the whole entire Royal Rumble, and you're like. Oh, this is where that's gonna go. This is where that's gonna go. Oh, yeah. they're setting up a feud for this. But like in just a random battle royal, you don't see that. They're just like, all right, just throw this dude out, throw this dude out, blah, blah, blah. Like in AEW's case, they're like, all right, well, this dude's gonna throw this dude out, and this thing is gonna happen after that, and blah, blah, blah. It's gonna lead to this feud, or blah, blah, blah. It's gonna enhance this feud, or whatever, whatever. Like, it's like they think out their battle royals. WWE but battle royals, like, huh? Like it kind of matters more in a sense. Like they think it through more. Yeah, like they think like they think it through, but like a WWE battle royal is like fucking just throw the battle royal. This is the only one that I've seen that actually had storylines throughout the battle royal where it was like, okay, this thing is happening because that's part of that storyline. Oh, this is advancing that storyline. Oh, this is advancing that storyline. It just like things were happening in that story that you're like, oh, that actually makes sense. Like this isn't just a throwaway battle royal. Because, like, like it was, three off the top of my head is, mm-hmm. as you said, the War Raiders versus AJ and Omas, right? Mm-hmm. Another one would be Ali versus, what's his face, um, Mansoor. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, like, you know, continuing with Jeff Hardy and Cedric, which I'm yes. not really feeling, but at least they did something with, with it. In exactly. Season. Exactly. Because the time has come for no more words. And that's like why it just keeps, like it just keeps going, and like I like I like it. I like that part of the storyline, but other than that, like it just was a battle war. Yeah, hopefully they do it like next time they decide to do one of these. Yeah, yeah. So that was a thing. We had a Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax backstage thing where they're just talking and they're being friendly. And she's like, all right, you're going to go out there and you're going to beat Nikki Cross. All right. We had Jackson Riker whipping a fucking box for no goddamn reason. You're not going to call out the cards? Like, you, you got kind of mad about that. Yeah, because... No, I'm not going to call out the cards because, like, it was a throwaway. Because it was, like, literally the worst throwaway in history. Like... Oh, okay. Shayna Baszler, if you don't know Shayna Baszler outside, she loves magic. Like, it would have been smart that they'd be like, okay, she knows magic. She can do magic as it's magic. I guess Alexa Bliss. No, they literally said, oh, you know how to do cards? Oh, fuck it. Literally, that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. 
That's why I wasn't going to even mention it because it was a fucking throwaway. It was like, oh, you do magic? Oh, okay. I don't know. That's what that's what they did. And I was like, it's nothing. Like, they didn't even try to move anything. It was like, all right, whatever. And it's one of her hobbies in real life. So, yeah. Yes. We see AJ and almost talk about the war Viking Raiders. And then we get Nikki. Nikki Cross is backstage and she's with the Lucha Dragons. And they're talking to her and one has her on a team match. And Nikki says, I'm Ash. Billy McKenzie was like, what? Yes, I'm Ash. I'm a, what is she? What does she say? What does the Ash stand for? It's Almost a superhero, I believe it is. Almost a superhero, yes. Almost a superhero. And it's like, part of me was like, oh my God, this is so stupid. Then the other part of me was like, yo, Gregory Helms works backstage. This is his fault. This is all his fault. <laughs> it's literally Gregory Helms' fault. Like, no one can tell me that Gregory Helms had nothing to do with this. Like, if you lied to me and say Gregory Helms had nothing to do with this, I'd be like, you're a fucking liar. You're full of, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. You're fucking full of shit. And if you don't know who Gregory Helms is, he's a hurricane. He had, he did this. This is his fault. Like, his hands are all over this shit. Yes, but you can see it. Like, you can see, like, this, this is his, this is his thing. The funny like, part, the super- like, I didn't, like, like, I realized he's a, a, a agent, but I didn't realize he had his hands all over it. I thought he was just praising it just to praise it. Because if you're on him on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, he talks about this shit all the time. So, obviously, like, this is his thing. Yes, because, like, the whole shit angle and the Mighty Molly angle, all of that that was that was all him. He he was pushing for stuff like that. It was like, yeah, I want my own superhero crew. And they was like, all right, cool. We're gonna figure out how to do that. This is literally just a superhero thing. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's a thing. It's like, what? Like, yeah, you have that. And it sounds like it sounds like it did. They didn't do it that night. It's not like they eventually you're gonna change your name. No, they're not gonna change your name. Good. <laughs> You're not gonna change your name. Her name's gonna be Nikki Cross still. Yeah. So they had the match, Nikki and Shayna Baszler, and the match was going good. Alexa came down with her new Alexa music, and Naya and Krajino was there, and they tried to surround Alexa. Alexa kicked. Naya once then kicked Reginald in the penis. He went down and that was the end of them. And Nikki got a win. Good for Nikki. Yay, Nikki. And I can't believe we're still not talking about her being number one contender for the women's title. No one's saying it. (laughs) Exactly. No one's saying it. And that's fucking bothering me. Like, no one's talking about it. It's bothering me. It's weird. Like, she has wins over the champion in the challenger. No one's saying like that. Yeah, like, seriously. Like, fuck the gimmick right now. Like, so, mm-hmm. so weird. She beat, uh, um, what's her face? Ray Ripley. And she beat Charlotte. So, exactly. After Money in the Bank, they have to insert her or whatever. Like, yeah. 
you know what I mean? Whether or not their feud continues or whatever, I don't care. But Nikki has to be part of it. Yes. So then we had a face-to-face with Kofi Kingston and MVP. So they're going back and forth. Kofi talking to MVP. MVP talking to Kofi. And like they're having an all right back and forth. And he's like, your buddy Xavier Woods is going to be out for a while. Well, Xavier Woods is going to be back next week to have a one-on-one match with Bobby Lashley, not in a cage. For what reason exactly? Uh, Copy pasta. (laughs) Not even. Not even. Not even. Not even. Not even. They had a cage match. You have the blow-off match, the cage match. Then we're going to take it to a regular match. Like, how do you go from top to bottom? What? Reverse top to bottom. This is so stupid. Like, it's so fucking stupid, dude. Like, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> like, I understand they're trying to long, long gate the feud or whatever. It's not, it doesn't make any sense to me. And it won't make any sense. And I'm not just going to sit here and take it and just say, you know what? I, I like it. I'm just going to take it. No, not going to do it. Not. Not. Not even. No. Well, Kofi made a joke about MVP and his leg not healing for six years. He's like, yeah, your leg ain't healed for six years. So he he comes down, he takes the cane away from him. Well, MVP can move fine, but MVP winds up getting hit with Trouble in Paradise. So yeah. That was Did you thing. notice when he came to like down the ramp, he was limping. But when he mm-hmm. went to hit fucking Kofi, like he ran fast as shit. Like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, because he's not hurt. He's just playing an angle. Like, this is now him playing an angle now. So, Kofi laid him out. I'm suspecting a tag team match between New Day and MVP and Bob Lash sometime. But, we'll, like, we'll see it maybe sometime eventually. I'll be alright with that. Yeah. So, then we get Eva Marie and Doudreau. And they're talking. Like, Dewdrop is trying to say something. Even when he cuts her off and said, It was your fault we lost last week. But this week, I'm going to show her how to do it. And Dewdrop's like, Dude, I didn't do anything. You were in the ring. You got pinned. So, they take on Asuka and Naomi. And Dewdrop's in there. So, she's in there. She's wrestling. She's wrestling. Even Marie's on the outside. And even like Dewdrop goes to get the tag. Even Marie drops. Like, now, see how you like it. Okay, see how you like it, right? So Dewdrop winds up beating Oscar and getting the pin. And Dewdrop just becomes more famous and more over than she was before. And everybody thought that Even Marie was there for no reason. Good for you guys. Yeah, that, that's basically her whole purpose. Yeah. Otherwise, she's useless. Like, no, she's completely useless. Like, I tried to give her a chance. Like, maybe she trained as a wrestler, yada, yada, yada. But nah. F- f- other than her making Dewdrop, and I ho- I pray to God when they fucking go into the feud, they change her name back. They but, will. You know what I mean? It's to make her a star, which yeah. damn, they're already working. 
Yes, she, she is. Like, she's going to be a star. Yeah. Do you think we, when like, the thing actually happens, like, they have a match, they're going to get rid of Eva Marie? Like, quick? Or how do you think that's going to work out? No, they're not going to get rid of Eva Marie. She's going to stay around. Like, she's going to have the match. She's going to lose. And then probably somehow Eva Marie finds somebody else and brings her in. Okay. Is like this isn't just gonna be like a one and done thing. It's like, all right, we're gonna bring somebody else in, or like she might just bring somebody in the face do drop from the beginning, and that's it. Okay. Like, yeah, because like it's like her building up people would be better served than just her in the ring. Yeah. Then we get a Morris in the mist thing there in the back. And Ricochet sprays him with water. He sprays both of them with water. They're sprayed. And then they're like, we're going to have a match. So Ricochet and Morrison have a match. They have this match. This match was pretty good. Ricochet jumps over Miz in a wheelchair and flips on the Morrison. And you're like, oh, okay, okay that was kind of cool. The match keeps going. Then Morrison goes on the outside and he sits on the guardrail. Ricochet jumps from the top rope on Morrison over the guardrail. It was pretty damn cool. They both get counted out. Match is over. So, that's the thing. Miss Nita one of them are weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's perfectly fine. It doesn't even matter, though. Yeah. So, then we had a six-man. And the six-man was... Dana Brooks, Mandy Rose, and Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte, Natalia, and Tamina. It's like, okay, this is weird because, like, everybody, it's like you don't know who's on who's, you don't know who's face, who's heel, and it's just like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, weird. Charlotte, Charlotte wins the match, right? She wins the match, but Rhea Ripley clips her. And, like, the whole thing is like, I don't, I don't get it. Like I understand it kind of, but I don't get it because Rhea Ripley is basically like, "Yo, I'm just doing Charlotte. Like I'm just learning from Charlotte, and I'm just taking Charlotte cheap tricks and cheap shots." It's like, why? Because Charlotte is like, you're learning and like. Rhea, after she clipped her and she ran off, when Charlotte was like, you bitch. And Rhea standing there was like, you taught me that. And it's like, dude, where's this going? Like, seriously, like, where's this going? Like, like Rhea's whole thing is she's just going to be like a new version of Charlotte or something? Like, where's this going? Like, if I didn't know better, right, Mm -hmm. I would... I think maybe Charlotte's retiring and she's going to wind up being Rhea's uh, manager, but that's definitely not a thing. But, you know, I'm just saying if I didn't know better, that would be the thing. It, yeah, it's not. But the thing is, like, okay, like, the only thought in my head is Rhea's taking a lesson from when she lost to her at WrestleMania and was like, okay, Charlotte does all of this stuff, this, this cheating tactics, this these moves, these underhanded stuff. If I can't beat her at my own game, I'm going to beat her at her game. Like, that's it. But here's the thing. 
the story has been so long. Like, it's literally been almost a year and a half. It makes no sense because nobody in nobody is paying attention that long going, oh, this is what that's from. Like, WWE never even set it up that way. So it's like, oh, that's what that's from. Because it's so, it's so far off. And it's like, it just, no one knows. Like, like if that's, like I said, if that is actually the ending of the story, I'm just going to be like, okay, it was so far off that it literally makes no sense now. Yeah. So then we had a leather strap match with Hawk Riker and Elias. Why Hawk? Because he was wearing a red and yellow, brother. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. So they had a match. And so in the match, Riker winds up beating Elias. The match is over. And like they're pushing Elias hard as a face. Like, dude, no one wants to cheer him, especially with the shit that he's been doing. Like, no one wants to cheer him. Like, no one cares. No one wants to cheer him. But WWE is doing everything they can to make him be cheered. Here's the funny part. Mm-hmm. Even if you take that out of the equation, he's a boring mm-hmm. ass face. Yes, he is. Very boring. Like I don't see like no like charisma or nothing out of him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they tried to wear Elias and granted they failed, but like, he's a better face than him. Right. But yeah, like we had that. Then we had like uh what did we have? We had something. More raw. We had. <laughs> Wait, no, we didn't have more raw. We had the triple threat at the end, which was Drew McIntyre versus Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles. And the winner gets to go into money in the bank. So, through this whole entire thing, can you guess who won? It, it was Riddle, right? Riddle, right? It made sense. Riddle. No, that's what I wanted to talk about. Riddle, his backstage thing with Damian Priest. So, they're talking and Riddle's acting like Randy and Damian Priest was the last one out in the Battle Royal. So, he's trying to give him his credit. But... Riddle's acting like Randy. He's trying to act like Randy. And then, like, Damien Priest just gets... He just goes, you know what, bro? I'm just going to leave. He's like, no, no, no. I'm trying to act like Randy. He's like, okay. And then he he goes on to the main event and then still loses to Drew McEntry. So Drew McEntry is now the man in the money in the bank. (sighs) Okay, cool. Randy? No. No Randy. But yeah, that, that was Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. So... NXT uh, UK. I was just about to say that. NXT UK, yeah. NXT UK just was... All over the place. It was just all over the place. Like, I mean, it, 
it just was all over the place. It was like I just let I left this thing going. What? Like that's exactly what I just left going. What? So okay. It started off with Isla Dawn versus Millie McKenzie. I mean, is that yeah, that is Millie McKenzie. So they had beef, like they had beef. Remember, she came up and she shocked her from the shadows. So yeah. Isla Dawn loses. But it's like, okay, that's like that was expected. But they had a really good match. Then, then we have Gallus. They're like, they're talking backstage. They're like, yeah, we're we're both one and one. Yeah, we're one and one. Like, yeah, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, I don't know. What are you gonna do about it? I don't know. So they're just going back and forth talking about their one and one. And like Mark Coffee walks off. And like Wolfgang is standing there for a second. Wolfgang's like, okay. Wait a minute, no, no, what, where is he going? So Wolfgang calls the following. So that was like, okay, what, what are they gonna do? So, side plate check. So, <laughs> Pretty Deadly is getting pictures taken. Sid Scarlet comes up and goes, so last week you guys were talking shit about subculture. I'm going to give him a tag title. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. We never said that. They have to earn tag title shots. He was like, okay, well, one of you are going to face subculture next week. Like one person from subculture. He's like, but, but no, no, no. If they win, they get a title shot. But if they lose, they get nothing, right? Maybe. Like he legit said, maybe. He didn't even say yes. He's like, maybe. What the hell? So then Mako Satomura comes out and she's celebrating her championship. So she's celebrating, right? She has the title and she's standing there and she's like, yeah. I'm like I'm the champion and she's like saying how good it is to be the champion so Nina Samuels come out she's like this woman division need more Nina Samuels so Amelia who is the girl who attacked Zaya Brookside and got her kicked out of the match and that's why Mako Satomura is in there so Amelia comes out she attacks Nina Samuels and she's like that's my title I deserve it I did what I had to do to get that title. That's my title. I deserve... Like, she's saying all of this stuff to Mako Satomura. She's like, I deserve this match. And Mako Satomura said nothing. Like, literal nothing. She just forearmed her. And she's like, all right, you got your match. Like, God damn, wow. dude. Like, God damn. Like, so, like, that's all it was. She just straight back to the fuck. I was like, yeah, you got your match. I'm like, what about Nina no, no, no. Nina Samuels just got her ass whooped. Like she, just, she just was a casualty. Like, oh, wow. Okay, so this chick, Amelia, she's she's from France and like she's, re- like she's really good. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a coomer. I'm not going to be a coomer. I promise I'm not going to be a coomer. But I do like to look at her. I'm not going to be a coomer. She's gonna just gonna move on from there. Get from there. So okay. then we had the Heritage Cup match. Jack Star versus Tyler B. Now, this was this was so fucked up. Trick Seven came up with Tyler B. Jack Star came up by herself. 
So, you know, it's, it's like six rounds, two out of three falls. Whoever gets the, the three falls, the two falls win. You know what I mean? So, yeah, no, I they're going at it. Tyler Bates pins Jack Star in the first fall. And he literally just goes to him and look and says, Man, he's like, I wanted he's like, I wanted you to, to wrestle me, but like I he's like, it's easy. It's easy. I'm beating you easily. He's like, come on. He's like, show me what you got. So Jack Star was like, okay. He he, he regroups through the break. So Jack Star comes back. He pins him. And then when he pins Tyler, he pins Tyler. Tyler's like, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So they get to the third fall. Tyler Bate beats him. And Tyler Bate, like, literally shakes his hand. It's like, okay, cool. He's like, he's like, you put up a fight. He's like, this is what I needed. So as he's doing that, Mark Coffey gets in the ring. So he's like, man, he was like, that was such a great match. He's like, man, I'd love to see that. So as he's saying that, Wolfgang is coming out. Wolfgang's like, he's like, nah, man. He's like, nah. He just like Wolfgang, like you just said, he's like, nah, nah. So Mark Coffey is looking at Tyler Bate and he just like open head slaps him. Pow! And he's like, I want to challenge you. And then he just runs off. And Wolfgang is standing there like, you cheeky bastard. He's like, <laughs> Like, I wanted to do something like that. He's like, well, I did it first. Ha. He's like, so I'm gonna win. Cause like their little thing is like they want to see who's better in one-on-one competition. So now yeah. it's like, I did it. He's like, I did it first. So now it's gonna be Mark Coffee versus <laughs> Tyler Bate. Then What's they had the an interview. <laughs> I don't know, but like I think Jack Star is gonna wind up being something down the line. Like he better snap or something. Like he yeah. like a bitch there. <laughs> no, he's gonna snap. So then we have a we have an interview with Trent Seven. So Trent Seven is talking and they're talking to him about his stuff. And Eddie Dennis comes up. And Eddie Dennis is like, You're such a loser. You've lost all this weight. You've done nothing. He's like, you can't win titles, you can't do anything. You suck. The last time we were in the ring, I beat you. And then Trent Seven just goes, you're right. You're right. You're so right. But I put you through a table. I beat you with chairs. I hit you with a Death Valley driver off of this. I put you through this. And like he just kept listing all the bad things he did to Eddie Dennis. And Eddie Dennis is just like slowly walking away like, okay, all right, I didn't ask for any of this. He just keeps walking away like, I didn't ask for any of this. I'm sorry. And he just, he just walks away. He and then Trent, yeah, and then Trent just turns around and finishes his, he just finishes his whole promo. It's like, okay, that's fucked up. So we have Eva Valkyrie versus this other girl. I forgot her name. But she is, she's going to be somebody because she got beat up by Eva Valkyrie. And Jenny came out to watch. And like I said before, this girl is going to probably be part of the House of Couture. Because oh, Jenny came out. Yeah. And Jenny came out to make sure that like, she was okay. And it was like, okay, well, this is where this is going. And Eva saw Jenny and she looked at Jenny and was like, why are you here? And like, they might have a few, but it's like, okay, that's a thing. 
Then we got the final confirmation that Blair Davenport is B Priestley, who we already knew that months ago. Yeah. So that's a thing. She's here and officially part of NXT UK, which now makes the women. This is every time like people say something bad about the women's division, like they're like, yeah, it's not the best women's division. You look at the NXT women's division. And you just go, okay. In America, there's no other women's division that even can touch that. Like, any company, like, any American company, you cannot touch their women's division. And, like, NXT UK is, like, literally part of WWE, so they technically count. You have 90% of the best women in this, like, in the world. Like, the 10% are in stardom. Like, the other 10% are in stardom. And I'm not disrespecting any of the AEW women or the Impact women, but you legit have some of the best women's wrestlers in WWE. Like, across all brands, you have some of the best. And it's, like, it's really hard to dispute these women to anybody. It's really hard. Yeah. Like, as far as an American company, WWE has the best women's division. As far as the whole entire world, you cannot touch stardom. You, there's no way that any women's division could ever touch stardom. But then we had a main event. And the main event was A-Kid versus Jordan Babbler. Okay, so I'm... The only thing I didn't like about this match was the person who won. Because it would have... It would have made so much more sense if A-Kid would have won. If A-Kid would have beat Jordan Devlin, it would have made so much sense. It would have made Jordan Devlin look like an asshole. But Jordan Devlin won. He looked good in the match. Like, they both looked good. Like, A-Kid did, like, a couple moves that, like, even I was like, I've never seen that before. Like, I've never seen that move before. Like, even Nigel McGinnis was like, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> It just like it was just one of those things like what the fuck did you just do? But it's like it was it was a really good match. It was a really fucking good match. Like that match was really good. I wish a kid would have won, but Jordan Devlin won. So yeah, NXT UK today was yeah it was it was really good. It was really really good. Even like a few though, you know they have a number of matches. I I don't want that. Like I'm not okay. gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I don't want that at all. And the reason I don't want that is because I would rather just like this be like a one off, and like they never see each other again, or like when they see each other again, it's like years on the line. It's like okay, that's that's the thing. Okay. Yeah, like I don't want it to be like okay, yeah, let's just let's just do it now, and then like we do it again, and then we just do it again. Yeah, that's not what I want. That's not what I want. That's not what I want. I want, like, a long, drawn-out feud where they're like, ah, we'll do it eventually. We'll do it again later on, down the line, years from now. Or years from years. Yeah, just, like, years from years from now. Or years and years from years from years. You know how it is.
but uh, that was the main event, right? Yes. Um, so, boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, AWE or WWE Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, WWE Dynamite was an okay show. It was an okay show. So, what? The weird part is, like, because going in, I didn't know how big the show was supposed to be. This show is supposed to be their last show at uh, Danny's place, right? Yes. Yes. And it didn't feel like, I guess, for all intents and purposes, a go home show or a leave home show, whatever. Um, because, yeah, because they wanted it to feel like it was an average show, but like, then when they played the last part, it was like, hey, this is the last show. And everybody was like, yeah. But no like going into it, yeah, but going into it, like you knew which what it was, you knew what was going on. Well, I did it. I did it. <laughs> okay. I missed it. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I missed it. Yeah. So it started off with Penta and Eddie Kingston versus the Young Bucks, and if they won, they got a title shot next week. And of course, you know Penta and Eddie won because they're getting the title shot the next week against the Young Bucks. It was, and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go there with like everybody saying, "Oh my God, this was like such a good match." The Young Bucks are like the greatest team in the world. Not gonna go there. Like there was a spot, there was a spot in there that like it pissed me off because like the way the spot went down and like. I'm not even going to say what I'm about to say. So, Brandon Cutler is spraying, like, he spray, like, he goes to do the cold spray, and he sprays one of the bucks in the eyes, and, like, after he realizes he sprayed him, he keeps spraying him. He keeps spraying, he gets knocked down, and he's still spraying. And Penta and them get the win, and, you know, Frankie Kazarian comes out and helps and all of that. But, yeah, they get they get a match. What's his new name now? What did he actually call him, like? Frankie Punisher or something like that? Punisher yeah, Frankie, Frankie the Punisher. Frankie the Punisher. So then we had a backstage thing with Christian once again being creepily creepy and saying creepy shit. Like, he's like, yeah, you're going to win the title one day. Like, yeah, you're going to do this. Like, you got this, kid. And it's like, bro, like, you just sound like you're going to fucking kill him one day. You definitely you sound like you sound like you're gonna kill him one day. That's what it sounds like. Have you jungle boy? Have you? Yeah, yeah. like it just sounds like you're gonna kill him. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. So then we have the minute of the year, which is all ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky having an interview and Ethan Page is still talking about Darby. He's talking about Darby. He puts, like, he, he says he's going to put Darby in a coffin again. So, Sting comes out. Sting comes out, and Darby comes out in a casket that he set on fire and was already burnt up. Darby attacks him, rakes the eyes, and it's just like, okay. But this is what this is what I found out, and which was, like, a really nice thing, a really nice thing, 
and very smart, like social wise, like literally okay. social wise. They're not going to do the casket match next week because next week it's going to be in Miami. And if you know, Miami had that big tragedy where the condos fell and like a lot of people died. They thought that would be in bad taste. So instead of being in bad taste and like having that match next week in Miami where all of this bad stuff went down, we're just going to move it later on. So that's what's going to happen. Oh, so that's why Ego was like, um, oh yeah, you hit me, so kissing the match. Yes, that's why. That's exactly why. It's going to happen later on, but like, that's what, like, because of the Miami tragedy. Okay, but good yeah. for AEW on that one. Props to them. Yes. So then we had Jungle Boy versus Jack Evans. They had an okay match. Jungle Boy won. He got his 50th win in AEW. So he's 50 and one. And right after that, the Hardys came out and they just attacked him until Christian and the rest of the, the Jungle Express came out. And, you know, Christian and Matt Hardy are having their beef. And they're like, they're going back and forth. And like, Jericho's like, they've been fighting for a long time. And Jim Ross goes, back in their TLC days. I'm like, okay. You were right. Yeah, I'm like, you're right, but you didn't have to say that. It's, it's okay. <laughs> so then we get Andrade. And he's talking, and Andrade says he's going to fight Matt Seidel next week. We still never, we never get a fucking hint at what the special report is. We never, yeah, because he, he couldn't say his last name, so he just kept bubbling the words. <laughs> so. You know how we always talk about copy pasta. Well, this was this was a literal copy pasta, and for anybody who says this was not a copy pasta, can bite the end of my dick, and not in a good way. This was a literal copy pasta. Kenny Omega with his weird new beard comes out. Kenny Omega comes out, and he's talking about I beat everybody. I beat everybody. There's no one that I can judge. There's nothing I can do because everybody I've beaten AEW. Now, rewind to last Friday on SmackDown. I said same literal, exact promo that Roman Reigns did. Damn their word for word. You just like switched Exactly. Even like even to the point where the end where it was like, like, so I don't know what I'm gonna do next. And like right before you say what you're gonna do next, you get interrupted. It was like literal word for word. Yeah. Like the only difference is the way that this one happened. This I like this because it's like it's still hinting at it and it's pushing towards it, but it's pushing towards it so far off because I already know like Christian is gonna fight Kenny, but this is pushing towards the big match. So the Dark Order comes out and the Dark Order is like, hey, you didn't beat one person. So, like, we all know who they're talking about. They never mentioned Hangman Page by name. And they keep alluding to who it is. Even Kenny goes, it's not you. It's not five. Like, it's damn sure not ten. And, like, he keeps alluding to, like, Hangman. And he said, 
this is what Kenny said. He doesn't want this. He's scared. So it's like, okay. Like, so like in your mind, you're like, wait, is he really scared? And then like they cut to like in the back, like later on, you have a promo with Hangman walking up on a dark road. I'm like, what was that? What was that? They was like, dude, you need to go for the title. Like, you need this. This is this is for you. Like, it's for you. We did this for you. He's like, that's not what I want. And like, Ren- what is it? Reynolds? Yeah, it's Reynolds. Reynolds was like, bro, I know you might be a little bit scared, but you can do this. Like, you got this. And like, he's like, you should be champ. And he tapped him on the shoulder and he left. And Hangman is still like standing there like in fear. And it's like, you just see the fear in his eyes. You know it's going to be Hangman versus Kenny. But like, you can see like where this is like, it's going to be probably an all out, maybe. And that's like two months away. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm totally okay with this long story though. Because it's going to make sense. That's like going to be my question to you. Like, when do you think it's going to be? But all out would be perfect, actually. Yeah, no, it's going to be an all out. It's happening at all out. Okay. So we get Miro versus Brian Pillman. Now, okay. Miro comes down, like, Brian Pillman comes down, him and his crew, and he sends them back. Miro comes down, and Miro does something disrespectful. Now, I felt disrespected by this. It's like, I don't know why he did this. He takes off his belt and throws it in a ring. Like, Aubrey Edwards is there. It just misses her by inches. It didn't, like, yeah. she picked up the belt and he just grabs from her. And she's looking like, bro, like, why the fuck did you do that? And he's just looking at her like, rah, 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 So he, he beats up. Yeah, like, I don't know why he was in such a bad mood, but he was, like, in a really shitty mood. And then, like, he just, like, destroyed Brian Pillman and just, like, choked him out for the win. It was like, dude, like, why why are you so angry? Like, and then, like, he didn't cut a promo after that or nothing. Like, there was no reason for him to do that. Like, it was nothing extra after that. Like, it just, like, it just had no rhyme or reason to anything. It's like, okay, whatever. So then We had a backstage promo And This was really funny Not funny because of what happened But funny because something happened That like nobody was paying attention to Except for me And nobody else So it's Taz, Will Hobbs And Hook So They're talking right And as they're talking Taz is talking about there's going to be an FTW title match which Renegade has been clamoring for for a long time. Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks at one of the pay-per-views. Now, what I mean by something that nobody paid attention to and no one said anything about, which I'm calling attention to right fucking now, was Hook's hair. Hook's hair was atrocious. And anybody who says his hair was okay is a fucking weirdo. Hook's no, hair was like, atrocious. Looking, looking back on it, yeah, it, it was horrible. Yes. Like, 
it was something off about him. You know, like he looked at bad. Like I even told you, like, dude, like he's young, right? Because he looked, he had bags in his eyes, like he hadn't slept for a while. He's living at Wrestling Lifestyle, baby. He's living at Wrestling Lifestyle. Yeah. So then we had a match. It was Reba and Britt Baker versus Vicky Guerrero and Nyla Rose. The Native Beast and the Cougar. Yes. So this match was happening. The match was going on. Like, they get to the end of the match. Nyla is, like, like she's pinning Britt. So all of a sudden... Rebel comes in to stop the pen. Oh, all right, cool. Rebel stopped the pen. Rebel just goes down. Like, Rebel just goes down. Like, she just hits the floor. And, like, she just hits the floor. Like, she just goes, bam. Rebel is, like, down. And she looks at Nyla Rose and she goes, pull me to the ropes. Nyla Rose grabs it and, like, just throws it, like, as hard as she can under the ropes. So, like, Vicky and Nyla and Britt finished the match. But the whole time, you just see, like, you just see Reba, like, trying to crawl and get as much out of the ring as she can. But she's still on the ground. She's not standing. She's not moving. Nobody is checking on Reba. That's the bad part. Nobody stopped and checked on Reba. And she's just, she's trying her best. She's not moving. I mean, she's moving, but she's, like, just hurt. Like, barely. So, appar- yeah, apparently her kneecap came off of her kneecap. And, like, she's, like, she was in, yeah, she was in a real pain. But the, but some other pain was Britt Baker got powerbombed onto a table from Nyla Rose from the inside to the outside. And it looked like it fucking hurt. And the bad part was, you know when a referees get close to you, they try to grab your hand and like, like, hey, squeeze my hand if you're okay. Squeeze my hand if you're okay. Squeeze my hand if you're okay. He kept saying that to Britt. Britt was not squeezing her, was not squeezing his hand, and it wasn't like, oh, you're doing this because we're still on TV until we go to commercial. He's like, Britt, he's like, please squeeze my hand. Britt, please squeeze my hand. He, he literally said that out loud, like, Britt, please squeeze my hand. Are you okay, Britt? Brit, he start like he start tapping her. He even felt her pulse. Was like Brit, please just do something. And like she finally like squeezes hand. He's like, okay, she's all right. But like she was fucked up. He was fucked up there for a second. And she it wasn't was like, yeah, it wasn't storyline where it was like, oh, she's doing this just because like it's storyline. No, no, no. She was actually legit knocked out there. Yeah, because the whole hand thing is something like. Only like real wrestling fans that notice that shit will notice it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At first he did it like regularly. Then like like you said, you could hear him and whatever. I was expecting that like the X to be put up any minute. Yeah. So next week we're getting not what we want, but what they want to give us. Literally <laughs> what they want to give us. So we want LAX versus FTR. We're getting LAX versus FTR, but with LAX is Jack Swagger versus FTR Warlow. With Conan in LAX's corner and Tony 
I mean, like, Cully Blanchard and FTR in them corner. And it's like, bro, we just want the tag match between LAX and FTR. We just want that. That's all we want. Like, we don't want anything else from that. We just want that. Please give us that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, just give us that. That's all we want. Like, that's all we fucking want. Like, that's, like, we want nothing else except for that. Just give us that. Fuck. Like, that's all I want. It's like, just give me that. Give me fucking that. That's all I want. I honestly thought it was going to be like a um, tag title match the way it's going. And I know neither one of them are taking champions right now, but the race is going, what is going to win it before? You know? Yeah, but like, Jesus, dude. Like, I just want... I just want it, but whatever. Like, whatever. So, then we have... MJF versus Sammy Guevara. They had a really hot match. And like I've seen like I've seen some complaints about like why a certain move didn't end this match. It was like, why didn't that move in the match? It was like um I don't know. Like I'm not saying like oh well I'm not saying well I don't know because like that move should have won a match. I'm just saying I don't I don't know. Like I don't know like I don't know what your classification for this is. But the move that I'm talking about is like a second rope um, tombstone from MJF. It's like, okay. Like, the match ended with Sammy looking strong because damn, I almost called him Scott Steiner. That is not his name. Sean Spears came out with the chair and hit Sammy Guevara and he kind of knocked him like loopy so MJF can get the win. And that happened. So MJF won. And that's the thing. Was MJF legit hurt in this, or did his storyline shit? No, when he like when he came down with that second row tombstone, he did like hurt his knee. It wasn't hurt his knee to the point where he was like, ah, I can't stand up. He did hurt his like he did hurt his knee because like he came down really hard on it. Was like ah shit. Oh, okay. Like it was yeah, it was just like a, a six seconds. Like ah, all right, I'm cool, I'm cool. So the rest of it, like he basically was milking it. Gotcha. Yeah, the rest of it was like he was milking it because like it's in a match and like you just you just follow up on the storyline. Like, all right, I'm just gonna follow up on this. Yeah, all right, cool. Gotcha. That's that's basically what it is. Oh, okay. So MJF won, and then we had this really dope package for Daily's Place slash Pandemic AEW. So it was like re- like it was really dope. It was- <coughs> It was one of the better AEW packages, which they put on some packages, but they're not like quite, oh my God, these are super packages. And it was like this really good package. It really got a lot of people in their fields because they showed Brody. They showed a lot of things. They showed they showed everybody that debuted during the pandemic in the empty arena. They showed all of this cool shit. They were like, oh, this is pretty dope. Like, and it just was so nice. It was like one of them big AEW packages. And like, it, like, it was like in a time capsule of like, this moment was like so, the pandemic era was just like so big. And it's like, wow, all this shit happened in this pandemic era? Like, yeah. all of this shit, like all of this shit happened. Like this year and a half that we've been stuck in a house and there's been no crowds, all of this shit happened. Like, all of this fucking shit happened. So much shit happened. 
like so much shit happened and it was like wow all of that fucking shit happened like all of these title matches all of these like debuts and like all of this it was like wow like damn everything happened and like it felt like okay this era is over and now we're getting back to normalcy and like we come right out of it and JR is like doing a sign off he was like we'll see you on the road in WWE Dynamite and it was like like, what? Like, you ruined the fucking w- Yeah, it was like, you just said WWE Dynamite. Like, you just fucking ruined it, JR. Like, you have a whole fucking another show. It's AEW. And you just said WWE Dynamite. You know that it's JR, you just, man. It's like, God damn it. And everybody. Beautiful. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it was like, it was so beautiful. It was like, if he would have landed, like, if he would have landed the landing, he would have stuck it, it would have been a 10.5. Like, he hit it, and it was like, it's an 8. It's an 8. Like, we can't give you a full 10. It's an 8. WWE Dynamite! Oh, my God, man. So, yeah. Like I said, the show itself didn't feel like, um, whatever type of show... But the mm-hmm. package itself made it awesome to me. But then you have JR ruin it. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But now we go from WWE Dynamite to the better equivalent, NXT. Dynamite. <laughs> AEW NXT. I'm up there. Let's do that one. So, we have, we start off with a three-way dance. With, and yes, this is a three-way dance. It's a literal three-way dance. We start off with a three-way dance with Io Shirai and Zoe Starks, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. And I know people are like, three-way dance, what? I never heard of a three-way dance. Yeah. Because you didn't live the ECW life. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, three way dance, and it gave me flashbacks. Yeah, you. They didn't live the ECW life, and like every time you motherfuckers get on the internet, you zoomers, you get on the internet and you see something happen from ECW era, and it makes me remember that you didn't live that life. Like before we get into this, we're going to go into the controversial tip. So last week, Eddie Kingston said some shit about WWE like after the show. And Bully Ray, <clears throat> Bully Ray was like, you should shut the fuck up and stay in your lane. So there were a lot of people was like, but back in the day when ECW was saying it, like saying shit about WCW, WWE, nobody blinked the eye. And it was like, bro, it's a different era. And, like, I know some people are like, it's the same shit. No, it's a different era. And people are like, well, it's mainly the E-Drones is getting butthurt. But, like, if they say something about AEW, like, no, it's a different era. And I'm going to explain to you why it's a different era and it makes no sense. We have the internet. We know shit about backstage. I am literally doing a podcast about backstage shit. We know that there is no real hatred 
between these places. We know this. We fucking know this. We know how much this is. We know Triple H called fucking Renee Paquette and said, hey, John got injured in Japan working at the show. Does he need any help? If he needs anything, let him know that we got him. Call back a couple weeks. Yo, is he cool? Is he is is he fine? Just remember, we got you. Doesn't even work for the company. He was in New Japan. He was in New Japan and got a little banged up. He was working in New Japan, trying to fucking AEW. Yo, is he cool? I just want to make sure he all right. He called fucking Rene Paquette. You so that tells you right there, there is no fucking real beef. It's yeah. the fans making this shit up. And the problem that I'm having with this, and people are like, oh, you guys are being too sensitive, like the ECW era. The ECW era was real. And I know you're like, everything's at work. No, the ECW was real. Because those motherfuckers were really drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. They were drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. The shit that Paul Heyman was feeding them about their former employees or the people who didn't want to hire him and talk to them when they came out and said shit and cursing and being real fucking live about what was going on, they meant that shit because they fucking was being fed that bullshit. Like, Eddie Kingston's words were just words. Like, there was nothing behind it. It was like, oh, WWE fired a bunch of people. I'm gonna say we have more heart than that. Bro, like, we literally know everything that's going on in this business. It's no reason to be taking shots like that. I understand if you think your company is better, if you are cutting a promo or you're saying something like, yeah, we're just better, no one's going to blink an eye because it's literally a fucking, like, it's literally just you bigging up your company and you being behind your people. This was taking a shot. And then he's like, well, he's like, everybody's being all sensitive. Bro, like, it's not, we're not in that era anymore. Like, the era is gone. Like, there will never be another era where the ECW era fucking existed. There never will be a fucking another era like that. Where it was people that were literally, literally angry. This is manufactured anger. This is manufactured anger. This isn't real anger. Go on. Go on on with your your take. No, I'm saying there's no point of being angry. It's like whatever. But yeah, like I like like I said, I I I'm just like I'm I'm angry. And like just like I said, all the little baby zoomers just like ECW was dooted and you're just getting mad now. Like and I hate when they keep going, Oh well stuff back then and like you're so sensitive now because there's no curtain now. There's no curtain to peek behind. It was like if if you go back, if you go back to look at ECW, you ask anybody that was there, ECW fan, ECW wrestler, ECW backstage people, ask them what was going on. And they will tell you Paul Heyman had us so fucking poisoned that we didn't even want to fucking be around them. Like when they fucking did an angle with WWE. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. They thought they was really going to invade. They didn't know it was a work. They thought it was real. You could ask any one of them. They thought it was real. That one time Sandman and Tommy Dreaming them invaded the the crowd? That one. Yes. Like the in your house. Like when they were in Philly. Nobody knew what was going on. They didn't know a goddamn thing. They just thought 
fuck, we're going, we're going to fuck with them. They didn't know one fucking thing. Nobody told them what was going on. Paul Heyman said, yeah, we're going to invade. They just thought it was fun. Paul was on the phone with Bruce and everybody like, yo. And Bruce Pritchard is literally telling you this. Bruce is telling you that he's on the phone with Paul. Like, when you asked Sandman and Dreamer and them, they said, we had no fucking idea. They don't work for WWE. They're like, we had no fucking idea. We thought we were really going to do this shit. We thought it was on. We thought we was going to fuck these motherfuckers up. They thought that shit because that's what Paul programmed them. And Paul is literally talking to fucking Bruce Pritchard, the fucking creative, like, yo, we're going to have them come out and we're going to act like they're going to fucking run in and do some shit, but like they're not. To the point where it's like JBL had to be called off and JBL was like, yo, if they try something, I'm going to fuck them up. And Bruce is like, nah, man, they're, they're cool. Bruce didn't know what the fuck was going on, but Tommy and them had no fucking clue. So you're telling, so you're telling me that the fucking poisoning that he was doing is is still happening now? Because I'm pretty sure Tony Khan is not that type of guy that's like, oh, go out there and say something bad about WWE. No, no, he's like when he's take like when he's taking shots. Tony is just being Tony, just trying to just trying to hype up his company. Tony's just trying to take his shots. Like he like. He has no beef. And he's like, yeah, I have no beef. I'm just trying to hype up my company. Like, when people got mad at him for saying Double or Nothing was bigger than WrestleMania, they was like, oh, that's so fucked up. What the fuck is he supposed to say? Oh, WrestleMania was way better than my than Double or Nothing? Like, bitch, if he said that, he just might as well cancel himself. Just like, all right, I'm canceling my whole company. It's over. Like, you're not supposed that's to say that. It's your company. Exactly. It's your company. Fucking put your shit over Talk your yeah. shit. Say like say it, but even if it's not, say it is. Like get people behind you. Be like, yeah, fuck it, fucking right, yeah. It's a totally different thing between saying you're the best and like shitting on somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of like a company who's not in a good place right now. I, I guess, we're not honor. Mm-hmm. You know, they can fuck around and say they're the best. Okay, fine. That's your opinion. You know what I mean? And like your fans probably like eat that shit up. But like, yeah. like that, you're gonna go out there and like shit on like impact or whatever, you know? Yeah, like if if Kenny went out there today or tomorrow and was like, Yeah, I'm better than one Like I wouldn't better I'd be like, Oh my god, they're just still talking shit. It would be like Kenny believes he's better than Roman Reigns. And like if he went out there in his fuck like in promo and just like an interview, anything says I'm better than Roman Reigns. Okay, you can you can think that you're better than whoever you want to think you're better of. That's it is what it is. Like it's, yeah. it's like it's a thing, but like taking shots at them is like is another thing. If you're just putting your company over because you're like, hey, we're cool. If you're just taking a shot because fuck it, I just want to say something bad about them. Listen, no. don't support it. Like it's pointless, you know. Like there's a 100%. point to having it, then, but yeah, exactly. Like even though I didn't like it, the whole Brody Lee and like the Vince McMahon thing, it kind of served a purpose, you know. Yeah, Vince McMahon and whatever. I personally didn't like it, but I know it served a purpose. Yeah, and then like after a while, he dropped the whole entire thing. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, he he dropped it. It was like, okay, that's over. 
Yeah. So back to AEW NXT. So the three-way dance was won by Zoe Starks and Io Shirai, which is keeping alive the Io Shirai Candice LeRae feud. Oh my god, that's that's a thing. That, that is a thing. Like it. I mean, they're gonna go for the tag team titles next week because next week is Bash at the Beach, Great American Bash, Wrong Bash, Bash. Okay. bash. <laughs> so, Karrion Cross comes in and he gets attacked by Johnny Gargano. It's like, okay, we're getting attacked by Johnny. Because, like, you know that him and Johnny are supposed to want to fight again. So, they announced the breakout tournament is coming. And they show all the people that was in a breakout tournament. Half of them are gone. So, then they were like, they show Bronson Reed was like, hey, you were in a tournament. Swerve comes up and like, I was in a tournament too, but I'm going to beat you. Oh, okay. So they're having a match later. Cross comes out and crosses like, give me Johnny Gargano. Austin Theory comes out and attacks him. Cross kills Austin Theory. Then Johnny comes out and try to beat him up. He kills Johnny. So like, it's two double murders. Like, God damn. So we had Roderick Strong against a young man who I don't remember his name. Don't remember his name. And Roderick Strong just like totally just decimates him in like under a minute or so. He just beats the crap out of him. Wait, wait. You're kind of understanding this. Not just Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong of the Diamond Mine. (laughs) Yes. You kind of got to sell that because... Yeah, that, that shit's gonna be awesome, especially see them in a fucking six man. <coughs> yes. So then we had Cameron Grimes versus Alex Zane. Cameron Grimes beats Alex Zane. And if you don't remember last week, Alex Zane was the person who got punched by Cameron Grimes for the hundred dollars because he said something bad about Terry DiBiase. Now, why NXT did not bring that fact up, I have no idea. Like, if you would have brought that up, that would have been like a nice little hat tip to what happened last week, but hey, they didn't do that because, well, it's NXT and they just forget what happens the week before. So, after the match, LA Knight comes out to talk shit. So, Cameron Grimes challenges him for the title. And instead of him accepting it for the title, he said no. And then he says, yes. And then he says, if LA Knight, that is, pronoun fell. LA Knight says, if I beat you, Cameron Grimes, you will be my butler. And he would make him his virtual. Yeah, pretty the much. Funny, <laughs> the funniest thing about this whole entire promo, and they were fucking hilarious, was Cameron Grimes kept saying the yeah, and he also called him a dummy. Which is really fucking hilarious, because that was Eli Drake's stick. What he used to say, yeah, dummy. <laughs> so yeah, that that was that was that was hilarious. Hopefully, it brings that back. Yes, and it's it's so weird how they both were in Impact, and they like they both were stars at the same time in Impact, and it's like, why are you bigger stars here in NXT? 
Like I, I, they were both champions at the time too. Yeah, and like they're, they're bigger stars here in NXT. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's a thing. So then we have Kyle O'Reilly come out, and he's cutting a promo on Adam Cole because next week they're gonna have to fight each other. Adam Cole comes out. Samoa Joe's like, hey, wait a minute, listen now, you two can't come out here and fight, but you two can talk. So Adam Cole is talking, and Adam Cole's talking about how good he is, and he's the best, and he said, I'm the best, and even your wife knows I'm the best. So Kyle gets pissed off, and he takes him down, and he puts him in a leg lock. Joe is in the ring. Joe is standing in the ring while he has him in a leg lock, and Adam Cole's like, do something! Joe's looking at him. Like, come on, man, do something! Joe just looks at him. He's like, come on, Joe. He's, like, he's even grabbing at Joe's leg. Like, come on, Joe, come on. Joe's like, yeah. Okay. So Joe walks out of the ring and leaves him. And then he walks all the way up to where the security guards are and goes, all right, go pull him off of him. That's exactly oh. what happened. <laughs> that was so fucked up. Then we get... We get to see the batteries at 80%. So my prediction is right. The battery will be fully charged next week. 100%. Thoughts on who the battery is? Uh, I hope it's someone new. You know what I mean? But it may be like you had told me. Like I don't know if you said it on the podcast or off the podcast. But like someone in the same vein of fucking Tegan Knox or something. It could be Tegan Knox. It could be Kona Reeves. It can be Ridge Holland. It could be a myriad of people. It could be a bunch of people. Like, you never know. You never know. Like, Kona Reeves probably be the best one, to be honest with you, because I feel mm-hmm. like he hasn't been there for, like, a year. Yeah, but, like, it's somebody, like, the fact that it feels like it's somebody that's recharging. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it could work because new gimmick, you know. Yeah, so then we had a mixed tag match Jig Atlas, Mercedes Martinez versus Boa and Zaya Brookside. I mean, Zaya Lake. I can't want to do that. So the match ended now. This, this is this is what gets me, and like. I have to give these two people a lot of credit for this. So, the match ends because Zia Lee hits this kick on Mercedes Martinez and the kick fucking lays her out. Lays her out. Like, she just drops. And, like, she goes to pin her, but instead of pinning her, she can't move because she's, like, completely knocked out. Now, this is, this is where I give everybody credit. Because when this happened, the referee goes, she goes one, two, and she sees Mercedes can't kick out. She rolls her out of the ring. She checks on her and was like, in the match. Like, she didn't wait for anybody in the back to say, hey, stop the match. Like, don't let her go on. She was like, end it. End it right now. End it fucking now. She ended the match. And the other person is Zia Lee because Zia Lee was fucking broken. She was broken. She started crying. She she looked so upset, and she couldn't get her shit together because she felt bad that she hurt somebody. 
Because like she could have stayed in character and fucked her up more, you know? Yeah. But she just she just kind of was like, no, I can't because I hurt a person and she felt bad. Like she felt really bad. Yeah. Like, and well, that's fucked up for her. Yes. So then we had a weird face to face sit down. Tommaso Ciampa and Thatcher versus MSK. So they're sitting there in chairs and they're having a face to face talking about their talking about their match next week that they're gonna have. They're looking at each other and MSK slaps Ciampa and Thatcher tries to kill him and Ciampa's like, no, 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 just, just tell him to relax. And he whispers in MSK's ear and says, we're going to beat you and we're going to hurt you. Damn. Well, that got intense really quick. Yes. So then we had the sweetest person in the world, Saray, walk up to Mr. Regal and say, Mr. Regal, I want a match. Can I have a match with Tony Storm? And Regal is like, I, I would say no, but because you were so nice, I will think about that. So they're going to give Saray a match against Tony Storm. Like fucking so, on Twitter, um, NXT, NXT's Twitter was like, see, this is how you ask for a match. Yes. <laughs> so Scarlet in cross and Johnny Gargano attacks Killer Cross again. He beats him down, slams him in the door, and the car door a couple times. And he looks at him. Like he just, he just looks at him and he says, yeah, I'm going to take your title. And he's cutting a promo to the camera. And then he gets choked out by Cross because Cross gets back up. Cross chokes him out so bad. Then he gets in the car. They set up the car. They back it up. Then they get ready to run over Johnny Gargano. But Johnny Gargano's school principal pulls him back. This is Samoa Joe and says, no, you're not going to die today. Like, like where does the joke come from? Like that shit was fast as fuck. I don't know. He's a school principal, <laughs> but he was like, "I just saved your life, and you two boys get back in this, get back in this school." So he threw he threw Johnny Gargano back in the school, and apparently that's gonna be a thing. Yes, Mister Joe. That's that's how it was. <laughs> so then we got the main event, which was. Big bro! Isaiah Swerve Scott versus... Wait, is that his name? Yeah, that is his name. Isaiah <laughs> Swerve Scott. Yeah, versus Bronson Reed. They had a good match. And Top Dollar tried to run at Bronson Reed at one point in the match. Bronson just moved the fuck out of the way and let Top Dollar run into the fucking gate and kill itself. And then... <laughs> yeah, Doc? Yeah, it did. Adonis was like, "No, you cool." And he grabbed him, and like Bronson Reed grabbed him, was like, "No, you get the fuck over there too." Like, oh shit! <laughs> so Bronson Reed tries to get back in the ring, swerve knees him, and then hits him with the four fifty, and gets the one two three, and is now the North American champion. So yeah, hit row, hit row. Is a hit. Yeah, like, it I is feel a bad hit. Bronson, but like, 
I'm I'm totally happy for Swerve. Okay, I feel bad for Bronson, but not the same reason you feel bad for Bronson. Okay. You feel bad for Bronson. He lost the title, right? No. Okay. <laughs> Why do you feel bad for Bronson? Because according to you, right? Uh huh. He's on the main roster. Yes, that's exactly why I feel back about it. <laughs> yeah. I think exactly, that's exactly the same thing. Like, I feel exactly the same way. We're actually on the same page, you see? <laughs> yes. Because, like, he was good before having the fucking title. So, like, to me, like, people don't necessarily need titles all the time, you know? I'm happy we um, don't need it. It depends. Yeah, it depends. Ahead. Yeah, like it, it depends on the person. It depends on the gimmick. It depends on the story. Like, it's a lot of things that it depends on. But like, it it just depends on depends on stuff. But like, some people yeah. need a title. Like, they need a title to exist. Some people could could possibly like get away without well having a title. But some people like definitely need it. I'll give you an example, though, right? Mind you, strictly his mm-hmm. WWE career, right? Fucking mm-hmm. Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, right? Mm-hmm. He was the ECW champion, the world mm-hmm. champion, and the United States champion. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he won a tag team title, but correct me if I'm wrong on that. Wait, no, he didn't. Nope. Okay. nope. But, like, those are the three main titles I remember him winning. I don't know if there's more mm-hmm. than that. No, it was less than that. Go on. Wait, no. Which, which one he didn't no, get? No, no, it, no, you were right. You were right. I was just fucking with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, it didn't really help his career, you know? I think, my opinion. Yeah, well, that's wrong because, like, it was some points that really did, like, help his career. Okay. Like, it was, like, it was some big points that, like, was like, oh, shit, yeah. Like, that did help his career because... Okay. Like, title one that helped his career a lot. Like that helped his career because it was like, okay, we could see him as a main event star, kind of. But like that helped. Then also when he won the U.S. title, like he was with Zeb Coulter, and it was like we need this because it's part of the storyline. And that like that all made sense. Like the ECW one was like to see if he was actually ready to come up and be part of the company like a lot of those title matches like indicated something that was around that situation okay so yeah like you do need a title to like facilitate your your stuff around stuff cool so I did want to bring up one thing one thing and it was the Sanjay Dutt thing cause Sanjay Dutt quit the company two weeks ago. Like, he quit the company two weeks ago. It just got reported that he was released. But two weeks ago, he quit. Now, that was really funny because it was, like, literally the day that they said, hey, something that is gone from the company. Not even ten minutes later, they was like, hey, backstage, he's backstage. What? What do you mean he's backstage? He's backstage at AEW right now. What? Why? 
Yeah, he's backstage at AEW right now. Right fucking now. He's part of the AEW. He's already signed. Wait, how? He just like he literally got fired. But yeah. He like he's he's done. I guess a fucking producer contract works differently. Yeah, but like that's the thing. Like that's an actual job. Like that's not a wrestling job. He's not a wrestler. So yeah. wrestling contracts are a wrestling contract where you're like, you can't do anything for 30 days. A real job is like, you're done, you're done. You can go negotiate with whoever you want to negotiate with. So that's what happened. Like so, and a lot of people was like, see, that means that WWE sucks because he just like he just left and like he went to AEW because WWE sucks so bad. I mean, there's a lot of factors to what this is. And, like, I'm not going to just go with your narrative and say, yeah, WWE sucks really bad. That's, that's why he left. Like, I'm not going to go with, I'm not going to go with that narrative because I don't know why he left. But good for him for having another job lined up when he did leave. So that, that's good on him. Like, I'm 100% with him on. Good for you, bro. I'm glad, like, I'm glad you did that. Well, as long as he's happy. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess. Yes. But um, I think I'm going more to Impact for some reason. But yeah, well, he used to be an Impact. I mean, wouldn't you want more money? Wouldn't you want to do something like yeah. more money? Yeah, yeah. That's important. So yeah, like I understand why he did that. He did that because he wanted more money. Listen, if I'm making a certain type of money. In WWE, that I can only make in WWE. Where's the next place that has a lot of money for me to make? Hmm. Obviously, yeah, exactly. No, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. It's just like my yeah. mind friend, like you know, maybe he felt more comfortable going to Impact. It's like you know, it's a comfortable place. Like he's used to it. That that was my mind frame of it. You know, but the money is a factor, so. Yeah, the money and the happiness is, is definitely a factor. Like, I want a big profile job. I'm going to AEW. Right. Yeah. That's the sum of this. Yeah. So in the long run, AEW was the better choice for him. So. Yes. So, on to Smuckledown. Yeah. So, how did you enjoy the show? It was good. It was good. Like, oddly enough, like, it had, like, a continued, in my opinion. Okay, well, I'm starting to go with this is Blue Raw now. Raw is turned into SmackDown, and SmackDown is turned into Blue Raw. Okay. Just with bigger stars. Just with bigger stars. It literally is that. I, I can't stand it. I just want... I just want some endings to some stuff. I just wish stuff would just end. But they just keep just going and going and going. They like the Energizer Bunny with this. Because it's like, all right, I understand. We're trying to save all the new, fresh stuff for the fans. Fine. I get it. I fucking get it. I fucking understand that. But us that are still watching in pandemic era, 
or like can you please just move on to something different just move on yeah move. that's what I'm asking for just like move on just do it please just do it like match wise you're 100% right though cause in your words meta copy pasta yes and they copy up themselves which is pretty weird yeah, because it's like, it's stories that's literally, and I know people like, oh, we like long-term stories, and like, everybody is like, ready to kill themselves. What did I even say that? That was wrong. So, so they're, just, they're just ready to stop watching. Like, they're really ready to stop watching. They're ready to give up. And they're just like, you know what? We're with AEW. Hashtag, we're with AEW. Not us, because we're with everything, so hashtag, we're with everything. There you go. Yeah. That's us. Hashtag we love wrestling. Yes. So the show starts off with Edgeworth Eddington coming out to talk about he didn't get his own singles match at WrestleMania and he deserves this and he needs to have this match against Roman and he knows that he could beat Roman. And there's nobody else that knows that he could beat Roman, but I know I could beat Roman and I'm gonna beat Roman and Roman's gonna get beat. They're gonna get beat by me, and that's how things happen. And it was like, oh, okay. So he left the ring, and Paul Hammer is looking at the TV screen, and Jimmy Uso comes up and says, "Yo, I know Roman ain't here right now, but we gotta take care of this thing, man. We gotta take care of this." So he's like, "Okay." And he just fades to black. Then we see Rick. <clears throat> play Shinsuke Nakamura to the ring who's wearing white and Pat McAfee winds up sitting on Michael Cole's head for some godforsaken reason like it was weird as shit props to yes. Shinsuke I'm, I'm liking the black and white they've been wearing lately yes so Shinsuke's tag team partner was Big E so it's Big E and Shinsuke Nakamura against the Intercontinental Champion Apollo Crews and King Cabron. Wait, no, no, no. Bartender Cabron. They literally did that. They called him King. They played the King music. He got down to the the ring and they cut it off and said, nope, you're just Bartender Cabron. You're not King Cabron. Was it me? Or did they, like, Dolph Ziggler his music? Scrooge! No, 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 oh, they, they didn't do that. They just, they just cut it off. They just cut it oh, off. Okay. Like, it, just went, it just went, like, flat, because it just went complete silent. And, like, the bad part is, like, you know, like, how you would have the people in the background. Like, you didn't hear any of that. It just went whoop, complete silence, and Mike Ron was like, no, you just barged into Cabron's. No king. And that was it. That was it. Like, and he, he was so sad. He's like, yo, what the fuck? So he walks down to the ring. They had a tag team match. So him and Biggie are the last two in there. And Rick Boog say, hey, your car is getting impounded. And bartender Cabron stops and looks at the car. And he sees he gets impounded. Biggie hits him with the big ending. And then bartender is in the ring. And he just looks completely sad and broken. Like, just completely sad and broken. Like, I've never heard this, like, seen this person that's broke. Like, God damn, dude. Like, he's really fucking broke. Like, he hasn't shaved his head right. Like, his hair's growing out. His beard's growing out. Yeah, and, like, the bad part is, like, 
his beard is growing out, but it's got gray in it. It's like, oh my god, dude! Like, you can't just ah, uh, he looks so bad. And then you feel bad for him. So yeah, those those feuds that's been going on for like nineteen weeks are still going on. And then we get another feud that's still going on. Bailey and Bianca. Bailey comes out and Bailey is like, yo, I pinned her last week. And I said that too. I was like, yo, she pinned her last week. They're gonna try to squeeze in another title match. No, she pinned her and Bianca comes out and Bianca's like, I challenge you to an I quit match at Money in the Bank. So they're gonna have an I quit match and Bailey said that she I'll quit if I lose this title. Now Okay, this is me, like, just throwing this out there. Like, just throwing this out there. So, mm-hmm. like, that just means, like, Bailey is definitely going to win, right? That's what it meant to me. Okay, fine. Totally fine. I'm totally fine like that. But I am grabbing lube. I'm, gla- I'm grabbing the wet platinum because I'm just going to stroke because... Russell, like at SummerSlam, we can either have Sasha versus Bailey in front of a live crowd, or we can have Sasha versus Bianca again, or we can have a triple threat. Either way, that is the most sexiest thing ever, and I, I just, uh, yeah, yeah. Either way it happens, it's going to be in front of a live crowd. Just, just, yes, yeah. That it is just going to be oh yes, yes. That's my thoughts on that. That's my thoughts on that. But then we get another, never, never ending feud. We get Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn in a last man standing match. Now, not going to say this match is bad because this match was actually really good. Like, this is really good. One of their best like matches. It was really good. It was a lot of. Like going, like falling through stuff and still getting up until Kevin powerbombed Sammy through the announce table, picked him up and then powerbombed through a regular table and then picked him up and did a callback to NXT. Um, I don't remember, Stand and Deliver or something in it. I want to say it was Revival. Revival. And then powerbombed him against the ring apron and Sammy was down and Sammy was dead and Sammy was done. Kevin Owens is going to Money in the Bank. So that happened. I enjoyed it. Like, Sammy did that move he used to do in the corner that I haven't seen him do in a long time. So it's not, not a callback to shit. Yes. It was, like like I said, this was one of their best matches. Yeah. Like, like, they really put on a fucking show. Like, I know that, like, they fight forever, but at the same time, it's like, we understand. We understand. We know you guys can keep putting on matches and you guys can keep killing each other because you're best friends, but still. Like still, it's like sometimes we want to see new matches, and we will. No, definitely do. And so the new girl interviews Edge and says, "Edge, Jimmy Uso wants to fight you later on. Like, what are you gonna do?" And Edge is like, "I know this is a setup, but I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna go do it anyway. I'm gonna do it anyway. I don't care. I'm gonna do it, and like I'm gonna beat up both of Roman and Jimmy. I don't care. I'm gonna do it." So then we get 
bartender cup room. He's leaving. And he said, Rick Boogs comes up behind him and says, all these things that have to do with King. And he's like, man, man, just shut up. And like, he's so sad and broken. Like, oh, my poor Corbs. Ooh, whatever. He couldn't even think of a good comeback. Like, the whole time I'm thinking, like, and I don't normally cheer for, for Corbin, but I'm thinking, punch him. Like, do something. Yeah, Renegade pointed out that this is probably going to be Orchinda Cabron's face turn. That or he's going to snap and, like, he's going to go back to his lone wolf gimmick. I want him to be a face. Yeah, I do too. I wouldn't mind either one, but the face one will be interesting because he's never been a face his whole career, to my knowledge. Yes. So then we get Sonia Deville. Sonia Deville comes on and she's like, I'm going to announce a new lady for the women's money in the bank. No, 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 so, no, 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 no. Come out, come out. Before that even happened, you uh-huh. hit me up and you're like, dude, something's going to happen tonight that's going to shock the people. I'm like, okay. And normally when he says that, it's going to be like something. Normally it's a fucking like a, a throwback to something he said before on the podcast. Now continue. Yeah. I was I was actually about to drop that part in the next part of the story, but he cut me no, off. No, no. But thank you. No, I, I, you. I have to give you credit. Because, like, you always say, I don't believe you for shit. So I have to give you credit myself. Okay. So Sonya's coming out, and she's talking about how she put Carmella in the money in the bank. And then, she, like, they had the little live thing. They cut it out. They cut out the whole live thing. That, was, that fucking pissed me off. It pissed me off. Me too. 100%. And we're like, why is Liv not in this? So, Sonya Deville's like, I bring out for money in the bank, Zelina Vega. And everybody was like, oh my God, it's Zelina Vega. I thought she was going to AEW. Oh my God, I didn't know she was coming back. Wow, this is a shocker. And I was like, all right, so, um, okay. I just said, but you said that like a month ago, or <laughs> maybe more. Yeah, but like I, I was just waiting for her to be black. I mean, you know, just you know, waiting for her to Alistair. I mean, come all come back, all come back. I was waiting for her all to come back. That's what I meant to say. Not Alistair Black. I didn't say anything about Alistair Black. I said all come back. That's what I said. I'm not saying anything. There, there was no end to that story right there. So. So moving on. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Tom, the name's not Tom, no. but yeah, Tom. So they're talking, and all of a sudden they get interrupted by Liv Morgan. So Liv Morgan comes out, and Liv's like, "Hey, I'm supposed to be in this match. I beat Carmelo last week." So Sonya Deville was like, uh, "If you beat Zelina Vega this week, maybe you'll be in." So they have a match, and Zelina tries to win by pulling the tights. Liv rolls her over, and then she pulls the tights, and Liv gets the win. It's like I didn't do that. She didn't pull no tights. Well, well, somebody had doctored footage on the internet because that wasn't on my monitor. It's like that was doctored footage. It looked like she pulled the tights, but I, I don't. I, I'm with you. I didn't see. I didn't see Liv pull the tights. Real shit though, like I like I just like noticed that as you said it, she like maybe will put you in. So yeah, like I had a theory during this shit. Like 
they're gonna have her beat like beat like, everybody. She's gonna be like, the last person in. Yeah, no, I see. She's gonna wind up being the last person in. So yeah, that that's gonna happen. Yeah, but she got like one more person to beat. She's got two more. She's got two more. And the funny part about it is like, I don't want to say this because I feel like this is going to happen. Okay. But I don't think it's going to happen because I think like next week she might just wind up putting Liv in because the last person she's going to put in is Sasha. And Sasha's going to be in a live, in front of the live crowd in the day before Money in the Bank. So that's what I'm thinking she's going to do. But the thing is, if Liv's not in it next week, Liv is going to have to face Sasha and then she's going to lose to Sasha because they're not going to have her beat Sasha. So Liv is just going to be out of it. And that's like that's going to piss everybody off. It could start a new story, but like it'll piss a lot of people off even if they did it that way. Loophole. Uh-huh. So you already have Carmella in it and she got thrown uh-huh. in it. And then you uh-huh. have... Um, what you call it? Selena Vega in it. She got thrown uh-huh. in it, right? Mm-hmm. You have two of them. So mm-hmm. you have Sasha versus Liv. They interfere and take both of them. They both mm-hmm. took it to the Okay, and? They both technically win at the same time. So they're both in. No one looks weak. And everybody's in the match. Boom. Okay. Yeah. But I was going with another story, but I can't think of another woman to be stuck in there. But if there was another woman stuck in there and Liv beats everybody, but never gets put in the money in the bank, Liv would be so pissed off and everybody wants Liv to win. So money in the bank goes off without a hitch. Somebody wins money in the bank. Liv beats that person for money in the bank. And that's how Liv gets money in the bank. And that that would be down the line. And that would be like a redemption for like the fans are like, oh my god, like you shitted on Liv Morgan, and it's like, no, like we gave her money in the bank, but we didn't give it to her when you wanted it. Yeah, that makes sense. But as of right now, Liv Morgan or Sasha is my pick for the women's money in the bank. That, that's my pick. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So then we go to the back and Seth Rollins interviews Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville and says, hey, I'm supposed to get my title match and you guys gave it to Edge. I asked first, you said that I could have it. So they're like, uh, okay, okay. Okay, listen, we'll make this right. We'll make this right. We'll put you in money in the bank. All right, <laughs> I'm in money in the bank. If, what? If you could beat Cesaro next week. So he got mad and then he laughed again and left. And I'm like, oh my God, another return match, another one. And not to mention, we have another one with Bartender Cabron versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And whoever wins gets put money in the bank. I mean, for the purposes of money in the bank, I guess it's okay for the copy pocket thing. Because it just serves kind of a purpose, you know? Okay, the only thing I see, the only thing I see with this whole entire thing is we're saving the best matches for once we get back on the road and we can see humans. And, like, 
that's <laughs> all I can think about. That's all I can think about. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm so glad that next week is the last week with no fans. Like, on SmackDown. I'm glad that next week is the last week. I'm so glad. Yeah. So then we had the human thumb versus Angelo Dawkins. And for those of you who's asking who's a human thumb, it is now Otis, who looks like a human thumb. Was it so a character from that that was like a legit walking thumb? In a cartoon, yeah. Yeah, in a cartoon somewhere. Oh. So, Otis like beats the living hell out of Dawkins, squishes him a couple thousand times. It did, yeah, that they won the match. They beat Angelo Dawkins. And then we get Paul Heyman's giving a little pop top to Jimmy Uso, and Jimmy Uso's going out there, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna kick Edge's ass." Wait, so, put respect on his name. It's main event, Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso. This is what I'm calling him. I call him main event Jimmy Uso. He's not main event Jay Uso. He had more main what? events than Jay Uso. You've been in a couple, so you might as well. A couple, not more. He had a couple. <laughs> So, yes. So Jay comes out and Jay's talking shit and he's like, yo, Edge, we'll beat your Edge. Edge comes out, immediately throws him into the fucking turnbuckle, then throws him into the other turnbuckle. Then he beats up Edge for a little bit. Edge fucking spears him. Edge puts him in a finisher. Edge chokes him out. Then he grabs the chair, takes off the bottom bar of the chair, and puts the chair like he did Roman at WrestleMania. And starts choking him out. And he's just looking at him. He's like, where's Roman? Where is he? And Roman never shows up. Roman is just gone. Roman is just like, I'm not showing up. I'm not coming here. So he just left his cousin to death. This is funny. Because um, Jimmy was like, it's not a, tra- a trap, Boos. It's not a trap. I'm like, yeah, it is a trap. It's just not a trap for Edge. <laughs> Yeah, because it definitely was a trap for Yimmy. So, yeah. Jimmy, man. I mean, I'm glad that he, he got a little in himself, but he got beat up by Reg. Reg Reddington. So, yeah, that was um SmackDown. Yep. SmackDown. And that was it. So, we're one week closer one week closer to Money in the Bank. And we're also one week closer to going back on the road where things will be a little bit normal. Yeah. Okay, so that's all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. No, like, like you, you know my feeling on this. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm okay where we're at. So. <laughs> I clearly see that you don't care. And like, <laughs> since you don't care, fuck this shit. 